In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A blessed third Sunday in Lent to all of you. I've titled this homily, Can I Belong to God? And this based on our Lord's deeds in the 11th chapter of Luke, where he frees a man from a demon and says to the crowd, if it is the finger of God, by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. In a clear demonstration that no good deed goes unpunished, Jesus casts out a demon only to be berated by the crowd. He casts out demons by the prince of demons, some shouted, while others, in order to test him, demanded a still greater proof and sign. I marvel at the patience of our Lord, mostly at his patience with me, but I also marvel at this. Imagine having the power to give a mute man back his speech, but not using that same power to turn all your loudmouth detractors into mutes. Imagine what would happen if you or I had the power of Jesus to give speech and take it away, like a mute button, but for people. Perhaps one of the most underutilized proofs of Jesus' divinity is his absolute godlike level of patience, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love indeed. He not only puts up with the punishment of his own good deed, with the crowd's ridiculous accusations and asinine demands, he actually gives them a patient and profoundly insightful response. In the first place, he simply shows them the contradiction in their accusation. To translate it into American, a quarterback doesn't tackle his own wide receiver. Satan doesn't cast out his own emissaries. That would be dividing his own kingdom against itself. Your own sons cast out Satan's demons, Jesus says to them. Do you think they're working for Satan too? Obviously not. They are working for God and therefore they will be your judges. Then Jesus utters those remarkable words I mentioned at the beginning of the homily. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. His detractors have no choice but to see that the kingdom or reign of God has in fact come upon them. What does the kingdom or reign of God look like? To put it very simply, exorcism the eviction of demons, man being reclaimed for God and by God. Indeed, we should, we should recover this way of thinking and speaking, and it's really as simple as learning to use two words, and those two words are, that's demonic. Because so much of what we're seeing in our nation, in its politics, and its so-called social movements, and its toxic forms of entertainment and its greed and oppression of the middle and working class and the poor and its immoral and ungodly indoctrination of our youth and the social meat grinder that chews up young people and spits them out. So much of what we are seeing only makes sense if we see it for what it is and say it for what it is. It's demonic. As some pointed out a few Sundays ago, how fitting those words of Luther's hymn, A Mighty Fortress, are for our circumstances. 
They used to sound medieval. Now they sound quite American. Though hordes of devils fill the land, all threatening to devour us. We tremble not, unmoved we stand. They cannot overpower us. What a blessed time to be a Lutheran and a true Catholic, where at minimum we pray every morning and every night the prayer that Jesus has given us, the Our Father, which includes those beautiful and powerful petitions, Thy kingdom come and Thy will be done. When we pray Thy will be done, we are praying that our God and Father would break and hinder every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. And when we pray, thy kingdom come, we are praying that our Father would send and give us his Holy Spirit. Because when we see the world, and yes, even what goes on in our own hearts, it's simply demonic, the work of unholy spirits. Only God can break and hinder their plans and purposes. Only God can send his Holy Spirit all the more into our hearts that we might not believe in the lies, but instead believe in God's holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. And yes, godly lives means not only less sinful lives, may God indeed bless us with this, but also that we become more and more aware of the sins and sinful nature we do have, and plainly call these what they are, demonic. Thoughts, words, and deeds belonging properly to unclean spirits, not to human beings and ask our Heavenly Father by His unfathomable grace to forgive us, renew us, and strengthen us for the sake of Jesus alone, for the sake of His passion that truly atones for our sins and for the sins of the whole world. In the book of Revelation, the saints of God overcome the dragon by the blood of the Lamb. How I long for our brothers and sisters who have been locked down for a year now to return and join us in receiving the blood of the Lamb in the sacrament of the altar. And how I long for our non-Christian neighbors and friends and co-workers to come and be baptized and join us at this table, rejoicing in God's mercy for us all. There is no more powerful weapon we have against the loneliness and despair of this age, against all the other attacks and oppression of the demons that we are seeing today, than to come and receive the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins, and to join in communion with him and with his holy Christian church on earth and in heaven. Angels and archangels and the whole company of heaven gathered around us and strengthening us where the blood of the Lamb is put to our lips, where the blood of the Lamb is preached, where sins are forgiven, the dragon and demons have no choice but to flee. There is no greater cure for demonic influences than the word and sacraments of God. What this world truly needs isn't more 
policies or less policies, more laws or less laws. What this world truly needs is exorcism for the kingdom of reign and reign of God to come in finality. And when our Lord returns, we will see just this, one final cosmic exorcism where the prince of the demons and all the demons with him are finally and forever evicted and a new heavens and a new earth are given. On Holy Saturday this year, that's the Saturday just before Easter Sunday, Faith will be holding one of the greatest services of the church here, the Easter Vigil. I hope you can make it. One of the most powerful parts of this service comes in the renewal of our baptismal vows. Together we will be asked and answer, do you renounce the devil? We will say, yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I renounce them. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I renounce them. The season of Lent is one long extended return to baptism. Because to be born from above, to be born of water and spirit, is to be snatched out of the devil's kingdom and to become true children of God and members of his kingdom. And therefore, we may sing, and indeed we will sing today for our closing hymn, God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. God's own child, even though I have sinned and sinned grievously, he does not despise me or forsake me. God's own child, even though I am ashamed of myself, and my guilt has gone over my head. He directs me to the cross where he and his beloved son have put all my sins and all my guilt away. God's own child, even though I so often feel broken and lost, and like my sins and the sins of others have made a ruin of everything, Yet he promises that he will work even this for my eternal benefit and by his almighty power use temporal evil for everlasting good. God's own child, even though I fear and worry and am sometimes nearly paralyzed with anxiety, he embraces me in his everlasting arms and reminds me that this too shall pass. But his word to me and his promises to me will not. God's own child, even though I get demoralized and tired and weary to my bones of this fallen life, he calls me to his table like a son and pours for me the cup of his blessing. And I taste the joy of my salvation and the perfect good that is soon to come. God's own child, even though the grave has taken what I love, and my love now takes the form of grief, and my heart never ceases from its mourning, he reminds me of paradise, of the company of heaven, and the holy angels, 
the safety and blessing of all who have departed from this veil of tears. God's own child, even though my body begins to wear out, even though the diagnoses multiply, even as the doctors inevitably tell me there's nothing more they can do, he shows me a vision of Easter morning, of sunrise, and our Lord's empty tomb. God's own child, I gladly say it. No more do I belong to the devil or have any part with him, for the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all my sins, and the kingdom and reign of my Father and his beloved Son has come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.